0: Welcome to Top Deck Insight, our podcast on all things Magic the Gathering. I'm
1: Sam, followed by my co hosts Josh and Sarah. We're three friends who love MTG, and we've created this podcast to share our experience with you.
2: If you like what we do, you can find us on Twitter and YouTube at Top Deck Insight. We also have a website, topdeckinsight.co.uk. Now let's get into the episode.
1: We've done something really exciting this week. We have gone back to our local game store to play Mm -hmm. Commander. And that has been uh, just so cool. It's been so cool to be able to go back. Um, It's definitely not the same. Like, everybody's in pretty separate pods. And uh, you have to wear a mask the whole time. And Mm. there are screens up. And there's a bit of distance between all the tables. But for the first time in about a year, we got to go to a game store on a Friday night and play Magic for a few hours and buy snacks and talk to people, chat and reconnect with the community. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed being able to do that again.
0: Yeah, it feels really good to take the first step in getting back to normal with the community. Um, Cause you know, it's yeah, as you said, it's been like 14 months since we've any kind of had a sort of any interaction with them and it is, it is, it was, it's been a sad
1: year for everyone.
0: Uh, And yeah, this is a step forward in the right direction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that um, it's definitely impacted the way that even our game store uh, actually makes, you know, actually hosts magic events and things. Mm -hmm. So our local game store is called Top Deck Inn. Yes, it's similar to Top Deck Insight. <laughs> no, it's not actually our store, but it is a really great store with a really great community. It's in Bletchley. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should look it up. You should buy stuff from their website. You should go there. Yeah. Um, if you on a, if you go there on a Friday night, we're going to be there too. Probably. Um, we celebrities
0: now. So.
1: so I've spoken <laughs> to a few members of the community and to the guys that run the store and stuff like that. And what I've learned is that they're not really thinking about bringing back uh, comp- like standard events mm. again. And all they're offering in the way of MTG at the moment. Granted, they have just reopened. We're in the UK. Mm. So uh, they've only just been able to reopen. And they've only reopened for casual commander. You can book on several days a week a, a slot to show up. You get a table, a nice socially distanced pod, and uh, you can play casual commander for a few hours. Uh, And that's all that they're doing at the moment. There's no standard, there's no modern, nothing like that. And having spoken to a few members of the community, it would appear that there is just no demand for paper standard anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a lot of demand for Commander right now. So Kieran, who runs the store, um, didn't say directly to me, was actually saying to somebody else who then passed it on to me. But... Uh, they're fully booked out for Commander almost always a few days in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have as many people as they can, you know, sensibly have in the store in and playing Commander, and they're selling more Commander product products. Uh, so it does seem that the impact that this lockdown has had is that people have moved to Arena and stuff for their standard fix for their competitive fix and actually it seems like the interest in the way of paper magic has shifted heavily to those more casual formats which i am actually totally on board for
0: yeah and it obviously it makes sense as well because you know paper has been dead for a year or year more or less um so it makes sense that you know Wizards have done their part in making like online events more more of a thing and mm-hmm. moving people to online play uh, and, and, you know, that is going to it result in when even when paper becomes a thing again, there's going to be a bigger player base online, I think. But yeah
1: So what do you think your kind of future with magic looks like in this landscape, Sam, where paper events are normally just casual mm. and only online are you going to really find that competitive, willing to show up and grind uh, every week or with arena, you know, it lets you do it every day. Uh, yeah. playing standard you know that crowd who we definitely used to play with before lockdown seems to have dissipated yeah. a little bit if if that doesn't change uh, if if things stay as they are now, then how do you see your future playing magic changing? so the thing is with because
0: we have been playing casual paper for for lockdown basically yeah. and that has been like absolutely perfect like it's been so much fun i enjoy it like almost every week look forward to it every week and i would you know i'm not i'm not against the idea that we carry on doing that mm-hmm. and i'm not too bothered about going back to paper standard or paper competitive if that if anything because you know we do have a lot of fun in uh, commander and it, it, effectively that would be cheaper as well keeping up with uh competitive events in paper is a bit more expensive um and a bit less so on online so if I do wanted to, uh, if I do want to sort of get back in that uh, competitive like area, that's fine. I have arena, I have online uh, to to fill that. So I think going forward, I'm I'm pretty set for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, yeah. What about you, Sarah? How do you think that your magic playing habits are gonna change if game stores start to open up again, but only really, uh, there's only really an appetite in the community for like casual EDH? Uh, what do you? How do you think you're going to play magic if that's the case?
2: Well, that's how I was playing before, so it doesn't actually affect me at all. I never played standard competitively, mm. even when you guys had standard decks and I had a standard deck. I was only playing against you guys, yeah, and it was only casual, so it doesn't affect me at all.
0: Then even then, like I don't imagine you would ever build a standard deck and paper again because no. I don't think we would it either. Like even if we played casual standard, I just don't see it being worth. In paper for us at this point, especially because you know, we'd have to buy cards and then we're just playing against each other. Yeah, so it yeah
1: So we should also talk about the game that we played. Yeah, Uh, we showed up we had a 6 p.m. Till 10 p.m. Slot Mm -hmm. and We played One game in that time and actually didn't finish Uh, (laughs) We ended up all scooping because Sarah managed to pull off the ult on Liliana Dreadhorde general Which means that each opponent sacrifices all but one card of each land. T- uh, sorry, one permanent of each type. So every opponent gets to keep a creature, an enchantment, an artifact, a land, etc. Sacrifices all the rest. Uh, mm. So that happened, and we all just scooped because uh, not really. Kind oh, of that's not it true. survived.
2: Jordan didn't scoop.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. No, he didn't. Did you not? Wipe- oh, did you take? Me him and out? him oh, played it oh, okay. out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Um... Oh well, I've lost my train of thought. Yes. All right. So we played one game, one really long game. And uh, I mean, it ended in a in a fairly spectacular way, pulling mm-hmm. off a powerful Planeswalker ult like that. Uh, but it was a long old game. It was like we didn't it didn't have it was long because we
0: were, you know, we were getting up, getting snacks, taking long breaks. We, didn't start, like we minutes, didn't start for like 40 minutes. We didn't start for a while. Either. We got there
2: and, like, and just looking around the store, talking to people. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So. I think my like, actual content-wise, it was probably like two hours and 40 minutes, in my opinion. I think we spent a lot of time taking breaks.
1: Yeah, which um, is still, you know, a long time. Yeah. But I think that what we've been saying for the last, well, I think since we started this podcast, is that if we sit down to play Magic for a night, uh, we would rather play two short games than one long mm-hmm. one. But I don't actually feel the same way uh, when we're in a game store. Because we could play two short games of Magic in four hours, mm-hmm. uh, probably a lot less than that, to be honest. Like we could play two hour, hour and 15 minute games. And then we're, that's, that's pretty intensive magic, uh, which is fun. And I do like playing magic. So I, I, I wouldn't complain at that. Mm. But being back in a game store... Like you guys say, we were taking frequent breaks from the game, uh, you know, chatting to people, going, getting snacks, just being a part of the community. And yeah. so I we guess took it a
0: lot slower. We did.
1: Yeah. yeah. And playing one longer game, where, which is a lot more sort of casual and relaxed and gives us time to step away and do other things uh, and kind of really spend an evening at the game store rather than yeah. just playing Magic. Uh, I, I liked that. I agree yeah I didn't feel
0: like even obviously it was a long game but it didn't feel like it was like that much of a toll mm-hmm. uh, like it normally does um, obviously we did scoop but that's probably because we had to leave in like 10 minutes anyway um, and you know what I reckon I could have come back and then scoop
2: <laughs> you reckon
0: <laughs> because, so your I,
2: landfall deck could have
0: so I sacrificed all my lands yeah. but I kept Exploration Crucible of Worlds so I was playing my John Grace, uh landfall deck I had an exploration... Um, yeah, Crucible of Worlds. And also, I, I messed up. The reason I died is because I forgot about your Ethereal Absolution, which would mm-hmm. have killed... So I had a World Hydra, which is mm. an XX creature, equal to the lands I have. And because I had one land, it was a 1-1 one, yeah. one creature, so it died. But my other creature, if I didn't, if I kept that one, was Oracle of Moldiah, which would have survived and was another land drop per turn. So I was still making three land drops per turn. Mm. And you, had, you
1: could play them from your graveyard.
0: Exactly. So, so I think... I could have found some way back.
2: We didn't know. You just
0: chose to scoop. I sh- I chose to scoop. And I did sacrifice the wrong creature. Yeah. Um, which left me open for dead. But I, if I did if I did that differently, maybe I could have come back.
1: Maybe. But you would have been trying to rebuild against Sarah's deck. Yeah. Which, which is... Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that would have been a tall order mm-hmm. for anyone, for sure. I think it was possible, though.
2: You were on quite low life, though. I was
1: on nine life, yeah. Yeah,
2: so I don't know... Because I had creatures, one of which was a flyer so I don't know if you would have maybe. had yeah. time to rebuild Are, two turns, maybe one of swinging I like could have killed you
1: Possibly. It was, you know uh, everybody's deck did, did its thing almost. Mm-hmm. There were mm-hmm. quite a few seriously credible threats on the board yeah. um, I think that we all took turns swinging in at Sam and that's why he was on such a low life mm-hmm. because he was sort of uh, he, he had the most powerful board state Yeah, um, I didn't of, of, while we were swinging at you, yeah. yeah. Uh, although, although, even that is questionable because Sarah had, had Bolus of Citadel, Liliana, and Ethereal Absolution. Yeah. On the battlefield, which is. An insane combination of incredibly powerful haymakers. Uh, Sam, however, had two upticking planeswalkers of his own. He had Lord Windrace yeah. and uh, Vraska. Vraska, Golgari Queen. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, I did.
0: Yeah, I had a less developed board, but as you guys saw in one turn, I was able to just amass a board. Yeah. And yeah. that was probably more threatening than what Sarah had. You so I guess it kind of made 16, sense that you all swung at me. You How had much
2: were your plant tokens? Eight? eight? Uh, yeah. And had mean,
0: 18 yeah. plant tokens
1: that were 12 12. 12
0: plus, you had yeah. Avenger of
1: Zendikar. <laughs> you had Oracle of Maldaya. You mm-hmm. had Azusa lost but seeking.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you had Crucible of Worlds down and yeah. fetch lands and utility lands in the graveyard. Yeah, so... And you had Dryad of the Elysian Grove. Yeah. So you could play, like, five land drops a turn.
0: For any colour, I was able to draw off of Wingrave. I had, um... I had more landfall stuff, which I should have played out. That would have been played around Settle Wreckage. I just thought I could like blow out the game, um, but I had like a rampaging Baylos in hand, which would have landfall created a four for every time. So yeah, it was kind of uh, it's kind of nuts.
1: Yeah, and so that we had a really powerful board uh, to contend with, and I think we uh, it was it was a difficult game to manage. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was doing powerful things. Even Jordan was playing his new uh, red blue Joyra Artifact Storm deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had Joyra on the battlefield, a few utility artifacts that made his colorless spells cheaper,
0: Yeah,
1: and about seven or eight mana. And which that's is about enough. All that deck needs to win. Yeah. yeah. All that deck needs to just win on the spot. Um, which is why I I played a Darksteel mutation on his Joyra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, if it weren't for that, I think Jordan would have just won on his next turn. He could have, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the right play still. I think it was because that Storm deck is just so dangerous. It like is, It yeah. can just win out of nowhere. Uh, you guys had really powerful boards, but you weren't guaranteed to... or I think the chances of you winning the game the next turn were lower. So mm-hmm. it makes mm-hmm. sense to take out the biggest threat first, or at least try. Keep Jordan busy with the Darksteel <laughs> mutation. Yeah. Um, and we did have, of course, that, that really wild moment where Sam had... 18 plant tokens with six counters on them each 12 12, 12 yeah, counters so they, they were 18, both, they were all tops.
0: swinging in at Maddie and Jordan and attacking them for lethal with 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 all their blockers they were attacking for lethal mm-hmm. until <laughs> until Josh would you like to go Once ahead again. yeah i
1: i uh, i sw- <laughs> i kept up a settle the wreckage which I managed to pull again mm-hmm. uh, and i i figured that uh, Maddie was the biggest threat on the board to Sam. So I thought that Sam would swing at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought if I hold up Settle the Wreckage, but Sam doesn't attack me, which I don't think he will because I don't have a very strong board at the moment, I'm not the biggest threat to mm-hmm. him, then he's much less likely to see it. So everybody started talking about yeah. how, oh, if we can just save Maddie this turn, she can take out Sam next turn if she gets to her turn. Can anybody do anything? And every- I was like, nobody ask me. <laughs> Isn't that, I Nobody don't think that's me. what
2: happened. I think we were wanting Sam to take Maddie out actually. Oh, Cuz Maddie was on 50 life. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so I, th- oh, yeah I think yeah. it was the other way around. I don't think we wanted
1: No, I think Josh. I think I think Sam would have just <laughs> No, I'm just, just, just saying like I think everybody. I think you
2: had that conversation in your head by yourself. Maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I personally think you should have Cuz if you had set up the wreckage, I was never a threat to you. Because I'm only going to kill you creatures. I think you should just let me wipe people out and then settle the wreckage when it's just me and you. And then you're easily going to build up better. have probably.
2: you ever settled the wreckage when someone's attacking you? Because you've done it against me a couple times when I've been attacking <laughs> other people. The consensus
0: is that we should just kill Josh. Well,
2: that is the general <laughs> consensus every time, right?
1: Just murder Josh. Well, that's a lot easier to do when I don't have settle the wreckage in hand <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so there was an interesting decision in that, which I, I'd like to talk about. Um... You swung in at Maddie and Jordan Mm -hmm. and I had a choice here. Um, I decided to settle the wreckage before combat resolved Mm -hmm. so that all your creatures were exiled. But did you guys know that there is actually a step after damage is dealt where creatures are still attacking? And so I could have let the damage resolve, let Maddie be basically wiped out of the game. Jordan be pretty much crippled would by the killed. attack. Well, he would have been wiped yeah. out yeah. too. Same, so yeah, had both, yeah. both of them. I could have let Maddie and Jordan die, uh, lose the game even, and uh, and then settle the wreckage and exiled all of Sam's creatures. And the only reason I didn't do that was because I actually just didn't think that I would then be able to beat Sam. Mm. I needed the other two players to be in the game to to wipe Sam out first. Which is why I chose to do it before combat. What would you guys have done in that situation? And did you know that that rule existed?
2: I, I didn't. And I don't know if you made... I mean, I won, so I'm going to say you made the right choice.
1: But
2: <laughs> Sam was on such low life. I think between me and you, we would have killed him before it well, we got back to his turn. Both swinging at him. He was on 12 or 14.
0: Yeah, you had your spirits and you had Yoria now. I had no flyers. Yeah, and I
2: had... Mm. um. Oh, uh, Sarah, for the scales as well, which is a oh yeah, that
1: would have been lethal.
2: Yeah, Ooh. so I based on maybe. that, which I you didn't. You did
1: have Ulvenwald, Ulvenwald Hydra down, which is a rich creature. creature. That's true. That's one big creature. creature. Yeah,
2: but I think, and I didn't know that you could do that. I think based on that, you maybe made the wrong decision yeah. for yourself. It was a
1: tough call at the time. I, I was like, okay, what, what, what do I do here? I'm exiling all of Sam's creatures. Do I want these two players to be in or out of the game? Um, mm. And I decided to go with in because Jordan and Maddie were less of a threat to me than Sarah and Sam So I wanted to keep them around to give me a bit more time to build up my power again um, and Kind of piece together a win mm. uh, And to give that maximize the chances that you know, you guys would have your hands full mm. uh, Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean the way that the game went uh, maybe it wasn't the right I well, think
2: really I don't think a whole lot happened after that big attack I think I just Liliana was maybe on seven at that point, mm. and then it got back to my turn. Yeah,
0: and you got her to you got her to. Oh, She's yeah, nine
2: yeah. to ultimate. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think there was one or two turn cycles after that happened, where not a hole happened. Nobody mm-hmm. came like
0: we didn't rebuild basically. Yeah, nobody I was... rebuilt. Nobody. Oh yeah, cause, cause, because Manny survived. She cast Kai's wrath and yes, wiped she did. the board. Yes. Uh, and then we weren't able to rebuild fast enough to attack liliana yes that's right that's what happened yeah that is what happened
2: i did i couldn't yeah i couldn't remember but i felt like nothing really happened for two turns. i was just able to tick her up mm. and then she got to ultimate well she got to nine and then yeah none of you had an answer
1: yeah
0: it was funny how that happened as well because she had so what had happened was on the attack on the turn that i attacked and josh settled maddie had kaya's wrath in her hand uh, but she thought she had already lost the game, so no, she it started. She was two cards down. She was, oh, it was two started. cards down. She did, you know the oh, thing right, where
2: we yeah. looked at and we go, oh, what yeah. would I have if I'd so survived? She, see, I have she, yeah. she thought bit.
0: she'd already lost the game, so she looked at the cards, like, oh, I had Kai's Wrath two cards down. And yes.
1: then we were like, oh, wait, no. So get this, your, is, get your this cards is the back. importance of sequencing. Yeah. Um, Sam swung and Maddie knew that no matter how she blocked, she was gonna yeah. she was gonna hit zero. I had to wait until Sam had passed priority on his attackers yeah. uh, before I could uh, make it seem like I had anything because I really needed Sam to commit to this attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I before Sam even actually did that, Maddie was already <laughs> looking at the next numbers, cards in yeah. her deck, <laughs> thinking that she'd just lost. Yeah. Uh, which then meant when I cast Settle the Wreckage and she survived, she had to then shuffle those away. Yeah. She saw Kai's Wrath on the top and thought, oh, that would have been good to have an early yeah. e- Eternity. So then she had to shuffle it away. Uh, and then it got to her turn and she drew and it was back on top. And it was, <laughs> yeah. She topped the- <laughs> <Kaia's> Wrath. Yeah. <laughs> which so. is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh But yeah, I, like I couldn't. I, I was. I could see that was happening as well. I could see that like Jordan and Maddie were starting to just pick up their cards, yeah. and I was like, "No, he hasn't declared attacks yet, and un- <laughs> until he does, I cannot tell you guys to 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 stop because I can't and I, I need him to overcommit to this attack." Yeah. yeah. Um. And so yeah, y- y- like until you've lost, you haven't lost. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose
2: you you don't like settle the wreckage. That's never in your head. So no. all, <laughs> well, you're all you're all yeah. you're thinking about is yourself. Yeah. And can I do anything to stop this attack? No, I can't. So I've obviously lost. And because we play so casually that we don't really think about priority. Like we play correct correctly, but we've had many instances where we've mm-hmm. gone, "Oh, can we I go squ- back and do this yeah. thing?" Because that's not how we play. Oh, that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> Maddie and I, are right? But that's, that's mm, we needs well. to talk about it. Anyway. Yeah, so you're just not, you're not thinking you're about what someone
1: not. else can do. I mean, just, no, no, <laughs> we're, we're not talking about it, but you were definitely not. No, Josh, let's, let's not get into <laughs> let's, it. We're, we're moving on, moving on. Yeah, yeah you
2: just, you're just not thinking about somebody else. Yeah. Especially stopping you from dying. Mm-hmm. In a five player game, are you ever thinking somebody, unless they owe you a favour, is going to stop you and another player from dying? Yeah. Josh. No. <laughs> you're the only person that you sell the wreckage not for yourself <laughs> you just do it to be annoying to me and Sam no it, it
1: <laughs> was <still right. laughs> mainly me I think it was right to use her there um yeah. I don't know if it was right to do it before or after combat damage was dealt, but I think it was right to use Settler wreckage there. Yeah, yeah. You I wasn't going to get a better result than getting rid of 18-12-12s.
0: Yeah, which were constantly growing as well. Yeah, because that was that, those plants were an engine. Like even if you left one alive, I was probably mm. going to get that into five
1: land drops a turn. With yeah, an yeah. going <laughs> to become bigger down. again. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was going to get any better. Or oh, I, c- I couldn't really hope for any better than that. yeah mm. no. um, Oh, extra plus side was that Sam at that point had already fetched all the basics out of his deck. Yeah. <laughs> I'd already <laughs> fetched all the basics, so it set the wreckage was just no upside. No upside, no yeah. which is great.
0: The basics would have been nice as well because it would have had some landfall stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been like 18 <laughs> landfall, but yeah. No, nothing nothing on that side of watching me. Oh, yeah. It was a really good night. I really enjoyed it. Looking yes. forward to really great game. going back to top deck in. Um, you know, shout out to the Top Deck in, I guess. Yeah, yes. for
1: yeah, being open, uh, creating such a fun environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's good to sort of get back into the community. Uh, r- really enjoyed it. It was really nice. Uh, and, you know, I've been thinking about how there's no appetite for standard. And uh, I mean, I totally get it. I'm on board with what you guys mm-hmm. said earlier. Uh, I'm not interested in trying to keep up with standard anymore. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking, you know, is, is my future in Magic going to be playing... Paper Commander. Uh, and then, you know, further to that, are there any other formats to play?
0: Very nice little transition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so other formats. Other um, formats. I've been, uh, well, I guess not really looking for other formats, but this last week I have run into... Mm-hmm. A-, a few other formats, which I've thought have been really interesting. Uh, and actually, maybe that's related to the fact that game stores are starting to open back up again. And so other formats are starting to become more popular. Mm-hmm. It could also be related to the MPL announcement. And, you know, mm-hmm. with the pro scene in Magic declining, that also is going to see a decline in interest in Standard and yeah. Historic and yeah. things like that. So uh, other formats are starting to rise to the surface. Um And I wanted to kind of have a conversation about what you guys think are, like any new interesting formats that you've heard about that would be fun to try. Mm
2: -hmm. So uh,
1: let me put it to you now. Are there any other formats that you guys think are super interesting that you have thought about trying out?
0: So, Uh, yes, is the answer to that question. Cool, let's move on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um... Um, Yeah, so no, I have found a really cool... Couple of formats actually. Um, the first one I wanted to talk about, I tasked you guys away with doing a little bit of research on, but that format, if you guys at home haven't heard of it, is called PDH. <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> weird when, without context. Yeah. It's, it's Commander, but you play it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. um, so <laughs> PDH is effectively the nickname for Pauper Commander, and Pauper Commander, I think, uh, you know, it, it posts some really cool. Uh, rules, and it's different, it's a lot more different to the traditional commander. How is it different? Is it just all so, commons? So, the idea is that you're, the 99, it's 100 cards uh, with one commander, so 99 in the main deck, and those 99 do have to be all commons. Mm-hmm. However, your commander can be any uncommon creature, legendary or non-legendary. And mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting, because that opens up so many cool non-legendary commanders. Because there are some creatures out there that really fit the commander sort of um, you know, they could be great commanders but they're not legendaries, they're not viable mm. so obviously it is just uncommons but there are some really cool ones out there and I tasked you guys with picking out a couple that I think that you guys would think would be interesting so what do you guys got for me?
1: So before we go on to that I really like that distinction mm-hmm. where it doesn't have to be a legendary creature too, it can just yeah. be un- un- mm. uncommon, uh, because I think that if you didn't have that stipulation, you kind of just end up with commander decks. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just some legendary creatures that come off the top of my head. Um, is Tulsimir an uncommon?
0: Tulsimir is a rare. He He's a rare. Well, the... Okay.
1: But Siona, uh, Captain of the Pileus, yeah. is an uncommon. Arami of the Dead Tide is an uncommon. That's a really powerful card.
0: Well, in the, in the last couple of standard sets, they printed um, basically common or uncommon, like, Blocks of legendary creatures. Yes, yes, so, Svella. Yeah, Kaldheim um, had the all ten, all yeah, 10 Narfi calipers. Yeah, and Yeah, all,
1: yeah exactly. Uh, and so I think that if you just had legendary uncommon creatures, then that is just a commander deck, really. Yeah. It, it's, it's not too different from a commander deck. Having that any uncommon creature stipulation allows this format to probably have access to a bunch of different combos and yeah. decks and things that EDH doesn't, which I think is really important for the success of a format. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it is as fun for it to just be, uh, you know, it's this format, but more restricted. Yeah. You know, like, Pauper is not modern, but only the commons. Mm-hmm. Pauper has access to cards that modern doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So, And that's what makes it successful, is that it is a unique format uh, that has something that, you know, all other formats don't. Uh, and so I, I think that's important when creating a new format or, mm-hmm. or, or finding a new format to play that it's not just, you know, another format, but restricted like historic now on arena. It was basically just modern, but smaller, mm-hmm. but now cards have been printed in historic, which aren't even no. legal in modern oh, Yeah. because of the historic anthologies, which turns historic into a different format in its own right. Yeah. It is not just a more restricted version of uh, of modern. Yeah, it's completely different. It's something think, else, yeah.
0: yeah. Does modern, modern doesn't even have Brainstorm,
1: does it? I don't think
0: so. Don't I don't think know. they do. And I think that's one huge like mm. meta card in Historic. But anyway, moving on. Um,
1: yeah, you want to talk about some actual uh, example decks you wanted to look Yeah, at, so right. what have you guys picked out that you think would be really, really interesting? So... One that I picked out is a, a Jeskai deck with the commander, uh, Warden of the Eye, mm-hmm. which is a non-legendary creature. It's a jinn wizard. Uh, it costs two white, red, blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gives you access to those Jeskai colors. It's a 3-3, and it reads, when Warden of the Eye enters the battlefield, return target non-creature, non-land card from your graveyard to your hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it being a five-mana spell... I like uh, kind of building a Flickr deck around this um, because, well, for a couple of different reasons. One, I really like the Jeskai colors. Two, I really like the look of this card. It's kind of like it's monk vibes, mm-hmm. which uh, I've been thinking about building kind of okay. a monkey DH deck, uh, switching my Jeskai Storm deck. I thought into- you said monkey. Monkey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Monkey EDH. Um, I've been th- considering switching my Jeskai Storm deck uh, into a Jeskai Monks deck. That'll so, be good, like Prowess?
0: Yeah, yeah. Prowess uh, so, well. so
1: maybe I I, I actually uh, scrap my Jeskai Storm deck, scrap my Bant Flicker deck, and create a Pauper EDH Jeskai Flicker deck. Okay. Um, oh, I do think.
2: <laughs> do we need another Flicker deck, guys? <laughs> I'm getting
1: rid of one. You guys have been complaining that Flickr's no, apparently want, too I strong. I
2: don't want. Before this turns into a 30 minute conversation, which uh-huh. I'm sure it will. I don't want you to get rid of Flickr. Neither I do I. I think Flickr is a lot of fun.
1: Do you want me to just be less good at magic? No, I want <laughs> you to get rid of Yorian. It's OP. <laughs> it's not. It really Yorian is. is not OP. Welcome in to the, the deck.
2: 30 minute conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. <yeah. laughs> Yorian is OP, though. No, no, no. What, what do you mean? How it's... How is Yorian <laughs> OP?
0: EDH is a 100 card singleton format, it's inconsistent and fun that way. Mm-hmm. Yorian is not fun, <laughs> because <laughs> end of point. Because he, you have access to him every game, as well as your commander. Obviously, you don't play a commander much, but it's still the fact that like that's what makes companions so overpowered. Is that they're effectively a free card. Like, for example, like in um in historic lists, people will cut cards. Uh, in in the historic Jeskai control list, they'll cut cards like uh, Torrential Gearhulk, which is a really powerful. It's a basically a six mana flash creature that lets you play a non-creature spell from your graveyard for free. Mm. And it's a really good card, but people will cut it completely to play Kahira, which in a control deck is only available because you don't play any creatures. Because yeah. it, it says that you, all of your creatures have to be uh, cats, dogs, whatever. Oh yes, um, yeah. So if you're in a control deck, so if you're playing no creatures, you can play Kahira as your companion. People will prefer that to playing this one creature that's really good because it is a companion. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's effectively a free card. And that alone says to me that Yorian is OP because Kahira does nothing for the deck except as a, a, a three mana three two with vigilance, but it's so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you know, people like people will play it over creatures in their control list, and Yorian is a companion with the companion ability that is so good in your deck. It lets you basically set up infinite loops every game within like turn five because your
1: companion. It's OP, man. It's OP. It, so my argument against this uh, is that, yes, Diorion is a very powerful card, but as my companion, I get access to him once.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, once he's gone, he's gone. Yeah. Um, I have to pay an additional three mana to get him into my hand. If he was my commander, he'd be so much more powerful. And... My commander in that deck is Rune of the Hidden Realm, who I'd never cast. Mm-hmm. So, how can you say that Yorian as a companion is overpowered in my deck when he would be objectively more powerful if I just made him the commander? But he
0: wouldn't. And like...
1: I don't cast the commander. It would the deck be
0: as powerful? Companion,
1: companion would be, you know, and it is powerful. Uh, it would be really powerful in EDH if you played uh, two cards that complement each other in your companion and commander slots. If you had a really powerful commander, you know, like a really good card as your commander that is just standalone very good, and a really powerful companion, that's insane. You know, that, that's that's access to two powerful cards, which is nuts. I, since I do not have a powerful commander, I literally, I very, very... I only cast Ruin if I have nothing else to do. That's the thing, Then, though. like, I don't think that Yorian is... Too powerful Isn't because it's not
2: in the spirit of commander though. Not casting That's your what... command. So I actually don't think you should get rid of Yorian, but I do find it odd that Rune has a flicker ability, arguably not a great one, but it has one, and you never play it, so you never actually play your commander in commander. Mm.
0: So this is the thing. It is. It does take away from the commander spirit. I'm hating on Yorian a lot here. <laughs> no, forgive me, but it is because the, the fact that it's commander is meant to be a janky one singleton card format you you can pull out a win on turn four or pull out a win on like turn 50 yeah uh yorian to me is in your deck you want to create value you want to set up your you want to you want to be like sort of mid rangey, flickery mid-range yorian is every single game going to get you value no matter what and your so would your commander rune is going to get you value every single game if you played him every single game. Obviously he's not going to be that powerful, but the thing is you have access to both. You have like it's I, I just think he's too powerful. He, I don't, I, he, I
1: completely disagree. He's I have too to consistent. play I have to play a, a, an additional 20 cards to have him as the companion. That's
0: nothing. That's <laughs> not
1: that uh, that's not bad as uh, like given mm-hmm. that it's commander, having an additional 20 cards is fine, really. Well, it's- for its
0: ability, Yorian's ability compared to its companion cost is why it's one of the most broken companions. There are cheaper cards that do what Yorian does. Yeah, play them in your singleton deck. <laughs> <laughs> if you had access to those better cards than Yorian every single game for free without having to use up a card slot.
2: It's the consistency, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the yeah. fact that, yes, you're right, you have to pay three more to get him, but you will always get him. Yeah. And I think whether he's OP or not, in our playgroup He's OP because, as we saw on Friday, he was targeted when he arguably wasn't the right choice.
1: That's not a case of him being OP. That's a case of everybody in our playgroup hating him unnecessarily. But there's a reason
2: OP. behind that.
1: Yes, you're all salty <laughs> at, at how good I am with a reasonably and and not overpowered card like Yuri. Mm-hmm. Reasonably What's... and not overpowered, huh?
2: So you have obviously lots of things that flicker in the deck. Yeah. What is as good as Yorian? Because my understanding is with Yorian, you can flicker... Everything. Everything. And you can do it as many times as you want because it can just come back on the next end step, right?
1: Well, so... The, so you can do on your cycle turn. Is, yeah, if I... I can flicker my whole board of permanents.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, that's one of the most powerful things about Yorian, is that he can flicker artifacts and enchantments that I control as well, not just creatures. Yeah. Whereas, like, Rune can only mm-hmm. flicker creatures. Mm-hmm. But Rune can flicker any creature, not just mine. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, pros and cons. Uh, um, but, yeah, the, the, the loop with Yorian is that uh, I can... Yorian enters the battlefield. I exile all of my creatures. If I have a creature that has the ability, when it enters the battlefield, flicker another creature you control. Like... Um, uh, flicker... Wisp? Flicker Wisp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fenerbah Guardian... Charming Prince, you know, there are lots of cards that do this. Um, then they enter the battlefield and I flick a Yorian and then exile Everything all my flickers, stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the loop that can be set up. What that requires is Yorian, a card that flickers upon ETB, mm-hmm. and a card that gives me value for it entering the battlefield.
2: But that is how your deck that is set That is what your deck though. is built,
1: yeah. Your deck is built around Yorian. Yes, but... I don't think that that is too much. Like, I, I think that is... A, like, it's not like it's Yorian and another card, which is the combo. It's Yorian, a card that flickers on ETB, and at least one other card that gives me some value.
0: Okay. So, so think about it like this, though. If we can't interact with that, because you can do that all in your turn. We can't really interact with it. We have to do it at instant speed to interact with it, which is quite, asking quite a lot in a singleton yeah. format. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, especially in a five-player commander game, you, out of that, those three, that three, those three combo pieces, one of which you have access to all the time, <laughs> you draw, you can, for example, for example, what the, what the one you had where you look at the top four and you, uh, put a card under it. Just draw a card. You draw basically. a card. Yeah. yeah. You draw five cards for free every turn cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm. You don't pay any mana. You don't have to do anything. You pay, you draw five cards for free and then you go to your turn, pass turn, draw another five cards for free. Yeah. Yeah kind of broken
1: i don't think it is i don't <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> think it is let's say i have something like a great henchdown mm-hmm. uh or a you know i have a number of enchantments like um uh the, the one with garrick garrick's uprising yeah something creature like that. with powerful greater cool. <laughs> enters the battlefield yeah. draw card i guess uh i don't know if colossal majesty does that as well but let's say i have a, a great Henge down. Mm-hmm. whenever a creature enters the battlefield under my control i draw a card mm-hmm. and i draw Two creatures, Felidar Guardian and Flicker Wisp. Mm-hmm. I could just infinite flicker those right then and there. Right. Mm-hmm. The downside of Yorian is that he brings things back on end step. Right. But which those could which only do limits one me. Reach,
2: right. Yorian could do the yes. whole board.
1: Yes. But if I had say Felidar Guardian and Flicker Wisp down and Great Hench down, I could play Flicker Wisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe Flicker Wisp on the battlefield. Play Felidar Guardian, draw a card, use Felidar Guardian to flicker Flicker Wisp draw a card so flicker Falodar Guardian. Yeah. And then it's literally instant right there I could draw through yeah. my whole deck. That's more powerful than Yorian, which limits me to doing it. This is the thing like, though. once once on each player's turn.
0: You're undervaluing the fact that you get Yorin for free because well not for free, but you get you have access to him. Because if you didn't have Yorin as your companion, if you didn't have access to him, you would have to replace a bunch of cards in your deck that are also flicker engines that can create that infinite loop because you have Yorian, I can assume that your deck is barely filled with those, you know, Yorian-like effects because you have one all mm. the time, which means you can easily draw into more things that are, uh, like, like you can easily draw into your Great Henge, and you can easily draw into your Flicker whisk. Whereas if you didn't have Yorian, you'd have to probably add, like, a good 20% extra cards that
1: are those engines. So if I played 100 cards mm-hmm. with Yorian in the 99, would you be, A little less salty about it. Yeah, I would because you have to draw into him. (laughs) You
0: have to draw into him, and that's fine because that is you getting a good draw. Yeah, and that makes sense. And you know, you you have to set up that setting up a three card combo is a lot harder when you have to draw all three cards. Yeah, I would honestly expect people to pull off a three card combo most of the time if they're like if they're drawing those. But if, if you have access to like a three card combo and one of the cards you have access to all the time, I feel like that's a little bit overpowered and it changes your deck completely. Like you, without Yorian, I think you're undervaluing the
1: impact that Yorian has on the deck you've built because I think you're overvaluing mm-hmm. think how so. useful it is to have Yorian as a companion rather than like he'd be so much better in a commander slot. But you your, would deck be. Would be your deck would be Your deck would be way good. worse. My deck would be way worse at what it does currently. Yeah. But instead it would turn into a pure Azorius control shell mm-hmm. where I'm just locking people out, basically like a prison deck where I'm gaining life, drawing cards, locking people do out of the that. game. Which would be <laughs> a lot less fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you are welcome.
2: <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> I, I don't think you should take your own out, but I do think the companion, co- the costing of three for companion, that doesn't affect you at all because what you don't do a whole lot on turn three. So you yeah. do kind of. It's... That could be a downside. I don't think that is for you because there's nothing you want to do on turn three,
1: really. I think that what you've described here is that you know I have built the deck around Yorian. Yeah. I have built the deck in such a way that the the tw- extra twenty cards don't matter that much. Mm-hmm. That I don't have much to do on turn three, so I can buy Yorian that I have um, several non-creature permanents that have ETB effects because they work well with Yorian. So what it's, from my perspective- Yes, you
2: built a very good deck. No, from from my
1: perspective, (laughs) that is taking both the strengths and actually the weaknesses of Yorian as a card and turning them to my advantage through deck building, which does not make Yorian too powerful. That's just good deck building.
0: It's good deck building because Yorian's OP.
1: That's the
0: thing.
2: I, it... I think the only thing I have problem with is that you don't play your commander. And problem with it is strong. The only thing now, I don't Ro- like. In about my,
1: my head, joke, rune is kind of like he's color fixing, he which is not fair. No, he sits back, he surveys, he he, he, he pulls doesn't exist. In, <laughs> he pulls in the forces of white, blue, and green mana into this harmonic force, and Yorian is kind of his companion, or or mine. I don't know. Uh, but he sends Yorian in. Yorian, Yorian you know, gets gets things done rune only steps in if things are starting to go south if, if there's trouble then oh, no, no. then rune, rune jumps into the battlefield otherwise he sits back and he's the strategic master i think
2: we can sum it up in this one sentence which is where sam said to maddie oh josh is playing rune and she went what deck's that and he said <laughs> flicker like, oh, oh yes <laughs> so you're someone who plays against you every week and you pretty much always play rune didn't know that your flicker deck was rune. <laughs> Didn't know that that was the commander. Someone yeah. who plays against you every single week knows your flicker deck. Knew what you meant when you said flicker. Probably would have known what you meant if you'd have said, "Oh, it's his Uraian deck." Had no idea who or what rune was.
1: He is a silent.
2: That's not the spirit of commander. commander.
1: It, it can be. There are eminence commanders. Rune is an eminence commander that gives me access to green mana. That's his eminence. Of we do you hate eminence? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do hate eminence. <laughs> eminence is bullshit. Okay, that's enough about that. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's. God, I don't we think we can back. really settle this argument, but no. <laughs> uh, let us know, guys listening. Uh, reach us on Twitter, or I don't know if you can uh, leave a. I can you give a comment on Spotify or anything? No, you can't really. Can. It, yeah, reach so, us on Twitter. That'd yeah, be Twitter Tweet advice. us. Tweet us and let us know if you think that Yorian is overpowered in EDH and if you do, why you're so bad at magic. Uh, please, on. please tell him why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a bunch of alt accounts.
0: Like, <laughs> furiously yeah. typing. Hire
1: a Russian bot farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yorian is broken. <laughs> um... Right, we yeah, we, we got way off topic Yeah, though. sorry. We were talking about poor Peridi Yes, we were. Uh, so, EDH. yeah, I have seen this really cool Warden EDH. of the IJ Sky deck, mm-hmm. uh, which seems super dope. Have you guys picked out decks that you're interested in building?
2: I have picked out one. So, there was too much choice. I feel mm-hmm. like I just need to start off with. So, I don't... I've just kind of picked one that I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are better ones. But it's a bit of a nod to Maddie's Olivia. Oh, okay. Rakdos Vampire's deck. Well, I think I know what it is.
0: Wanna guess? Is it Stromkirk, Captain? It is, yes. yes.
2: Yeah, so it's just an aggro tribal vampires deck. Yeah, yeah. And it works, yeah. Sim- I mean, it's not as good as Olivia, obviously, because Olivia's a... Well,
0: things, I'd actually argue that it
2: is. Do you think? So, but the biting with Olivia is really cool.
1: It's not really good, though. No, it's cool,
2: which yeah. is important to me in I Commander. Argue
0: if, if you could play Stromkirk, Captain, as your actual commander, he'd be really good because he has a AoE effect with all your vampires. Yeah. He wa- makes you, you want to play all of your vampires. Uh, you want to, you want to like play a, a go wide sort of vampire strategy. Olivia is a little bit like a play her and and win. She kind
1: of does her own thing. She has more yeah. of a flavor kind yeah. of win.
2: Yeah, if we were to build, because I've kind of been wanting to build a Rakdos deck for mm-hmm. a while, so I think if we were to build Borpah EDH deck, did you go with PDH, Captain? I think I would.
0: The way I, I think, yeah, like the way that. I think about him is that if Olivia, if Cut Captain was the companion. <laughs> is broken <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I, I actually probably would if i could swap out olivia for strong current captain mm. i think it is a like if you have access to that card every game it's really it's
2: really good yeah so it's one black red vampire soldier first strike and other vampire creatures you control get plus one plus one and have first strike and That's it's a really two-two. good mm-hmm. it's a great card right mm-hmm. so i am yeah
1: i think that'd be a really good i'm key, quite PDH. tempted
2: I mean, only going to build it for all building it. Otherwise, yeah, PDH, I'll just have a like, great EDH deck.
1: But. Go wide vampires with combat tricks, mm-hmm. like Sounds. just buffing combat tricks mm-hmm. with first strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I like the sound of it.
2: Yeah, I've had a quick look at the the deck list, and it seems it seems fun. Mm-hmm. I think I will. I'm pretty tempted to build this if we go down the nice. PDH
0: route. What mm-hmm. about you, Sam?
1: What What's caught your eye?
0: So one card slash commander that caught my eye, and it is also in Rakdos colors. Um, uh, that card is Mayhem Devil. So Mayhem Devil is a non-legendary creature, and the reason I picked it out is because in every single red-black X or red-black sacrifice deck, there is going to be a Mayhem Devil in it because it is just one of the best sacrifice payoffs. You, yeah. whenever you, it re, it's a three-mana three-three one black-red uh, devil that reads whenever you sacrifice a permanent. Whenever anyone sacrifices a permanent, uh, you can deal one damage to any target. Um, and the reason i picked this one out is because i looked actually at a deck list for this and there was a really interesting uh couple of cards in there one of them is so with pauper lands pauper lands are quite difficult because a lot
1: of them are tapped
0: yeah a lot of the lands suck yeah mm. um, and one of the best things in sacrifice is fetch lands because you sacrifice them and you get value out of them pauper does have a set of fetch lands which are the panorama lands the three colour panorama lands. So there's Jund Panorama, Naya Panorama, Esper Panorama. They let you you tap one. They enter the battlefield tapped, I think. No, they enter the battlefield untapped, tap for colourless, and you can tap one and the land to sacrifice it, search for a, one of the basics of that colour. So right. if it's Jund, you can search for a swamp, forest, or mountain and put it into play tapped. So... The list runs all of the colors, all of the colored fetch lands. Okay. Um. Be well, the ones that you can play in black, red. So if it's Esper, it's white, blue, black. It will play it because you can fetch the black. Yep. Yeah. If it's Naya, which is green, white, red, it will play it because it can fetch the red. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. I think that's some interesting, like sort of workaround for like yeah. budget fetch lands. Um, and yeah, obviously it's really good with Mayhem Devil because yeah. you know you got those things. Uh, Another part of the game plan was a bunch of the steal spells where you steal opponent's creatures. Mm -hmm. So you steal, because typically that's not a thing in, or as much of a thing in sacrifice decks because you usually just play your own creatures that Mm -hmm. are worth sacrificing. With pauper, I think because there's not as many, but there's a lot more spells where you can like act of treason, uh, things like that. I think that's what a lot of it's based around. Of you take the opponent's creatures, use their value, and sacrifice yeah. them, which is really cool. I can see
1: some power there. Like, I'm already yeah. thinking, like, uh, Call of the Death Dweller putting mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, sacrificing Mayhem Devil, bringing yeah. it back with a death touch counter. That would be nuts. That's, that's all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, really you can, good. Yeah. You could
0: find even just ways to give it death touch. Like, um, yeah, yeah, God, I don't really know whether
1: cool. Gorgon's Flyhill is a common, I think Rune of Mortality is an uncommon. Yeah. If that comes to mind, but I'm sure there are there's, uh, some, ways, there's some cool things ways to do, to with do it. That. So, yeah, that that seems. Really powerful. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. I think that, yeah, Pauper E D H it, it looks really cool. P.D.H. P-P-D-H. He's P.D.H. He's sound, P.D.H. i think. Push P-D-H. <laughs> uh, I did see there's like a cycle of um, battle mages. Yes. Which yeah. are in all of the three colour combos. Um, the the, the uh, shards. Combos. They're called? Shards. Yes, yeah. I think that's right. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're all like a, a monocolored card, a creature. Uh, and then they have... Uh, different coloured kicker abilities. So the yeah. Bant one might be like a green card with a white kicker and a blue kicker. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a blue card well, with a green and white. Would they be
0: kicker eventually. or would they just be tap abilities? No, they're kicker.
1: Uh, yeah. All of the battle mages have kicker abilities. Wow, okay, uh, which, cool. yeah, that seems cool to me. It seems versatile. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, in that you can cast your commander for three or you can wait and cast it for mm-hmm. five or something mm-hmm. later with the kicker. With the other colors, uh yeah. it enables three colours. So there are good three colour options in Pauper EDH. There are loads of great two colour options. Um there are of course loads of good one colour options. There are no good four or five colour options. Yeah, the <laughs> the
0: yeah there's not a whole lot. No. I saw I think Sphinx of the Guild Pact was one of them, which is like a seven mana. Yeah. Flyer with hexproof in his all colors and that's like yeah. It. yeah. There's not a whole lot of strategies. With I think those it's, that it's hexproof be... from monocolored. Yeah, hexproof from monocolored, yeah, which is pretty lame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty meh. Yeah, yeah, but the, I think PDH has a lot of cool uh, decks just simply because of the rule of it having to be a non-legendary thing. Mm-hmm. Like if if you think of. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's many normal commander decks that we if we had the legendary rule cut out, we would probably want to build.
1: I have seen, yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. very many um, creatures and planeswalkers that I've thought, ah, oh, that'd be so cool yeah, as my commander. Yeah, be great as commanders. Yeah. Uh, but you haven't just haven't been able to do it. What about an uncommon planeswalker? Would that be legal? Planeswalkers aren't illegal as commanders cool. anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: unless it okay. specifically reads on the text, like Lord um,
1: um And the rest of the legality matches pauper? uh Commander, do you mean? No, pauper. Uh, so it, oh, right. oh, yeah, so the rest of the cards yeah, have I mean, to be... Um, pauper legal.
0: Pauper legal. And there are two banned cards as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhystic Studies banned and Mystic Remora. Yes. Are both comments. So, yeah, Aren't they're they? both sure. yeah, but yeah, when you said that, I was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. So um, you would think that pauper EDH would be cheaper. And, and, and generally it is. Because mm-hmm. top-end EDH decks can be like $1,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... It's by no means is it necessarily cheap and not very powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, Lightning Bolt is legal in the format, yeah. spell is legal in the format. Some
0: of the staples, Arcane Signet and Command Tower are both legal. Yeah. So they're like uh, the staple okay, kind yeah. of thing.
1: Study and Mystic Remora were legal. legal. Sol Ring was printed at Common, I'm pretty so sure.
0: Maybe it's banned, though. I'm not sure. I, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure only Mystic Remora and rustic Study were banned. But yeah. yeah,
1: but there are a lot of really powerful cards that were printed at common, uh, so Thought Vessel, I'm seeing on the list as mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, yeah, powerful cards that were printed at common at some point. Uh, and so it's still not super cheap. Even nice. stuff like mm-hmm. Snuff Out and Chainer's Edict are fairly expensive cards. Yeah. Um, it's for commons, you know, they're, they're pretty pricey cards. One more additional
0: thing as well, which I didn't point out earlier. Um, so it is the rules are based around a typical four player match. and the the ruling, the 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 guidings essentially, because you can play whatever rules you want, rules you want, but the guide the guide rules do state that you play at 30 life and sixteen commander damage as opposed to fourteen twenty one. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, interesting.
1: Why do you think that um, is?
0: So th- I think the initial reason would have been because of the power level. Yeah. Um but I, I don't know how I feel about the rule. Hmm. I feel like in the spirit of commander games being sort of longer Especially for I don't know, maybe that is a good idea. I think idea. if we
2: were to build decks, we should try. It we should both try both, ways. yeah.
0: Um, but in, like, my initial reaction was that to that was, oh, that seems not a lot. Um, yeah,
2: I think that, I think that's the life as well. Like commander damage, I guess mm. in our play group that doesn't come up that often. <laughs> I play so, a planeswalker for a commander, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, but thirty life is it's quite low. That is quite low because when we play normal port, but, and it's twenty life. And I know it's a totally different format, but yeah. I feel like. Two turns and I can be on five or six well, life. Even
0: one on one commander, I think me, and Maddie, and I play on 30 life with 16 commander. Yeah. Um, actually, no, we don't do commander damage in one on one.
1: No, I don't think. What do we, do we I
2: play 30
1: life one on one? We do, yeah, we play 30 life one on one. I don't know what we do with commander damage. I, just, I, think I think we it, just. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it just doesn't
2: come
0: up. Either but. either 21 or just not, not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the official ruling is to play 30 life, 16. In 16. Damage. Yeah, okay. So that is is interesting.
1: So where are you on this? Do you want to pick up some pauper EDH decks, give them a run?
0: I think they could be really fun.
1: I think I'm up for it. I've been thinking about ways to build a new deck. So Mm -hmm. I'm up for exploring and and building something new. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, it's something
0: I would want to, because cards are a little bit lower power level. It's something that I wouldn't want to look at a list for and build myself. Mm -hmm. Because you can't really, because it is commas, you can't. You can't like pick out a card and think, oh, I want to see if there's a better one. Like chances are you'll probably yeah. have a good enough
1: card anyway. Yeah. So, the power level exactly. between the top meta guards and the other cards that are just sitting in your collection, yeah. is probably not that bad. Exactly.
2: Yeah, we can actually use all of the cards that we have. Good point.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're probably good. I want to build Demir Rogues, and <laughs> I'm, I'm putting gonna the, be the... the most powerful rogue can go into the ninety nine, uh, Audacious Thief. Oh no. You can play Soaring Thought Thief as the commander. It's a pretty weak row compared to Audacious Thief, though. Um...
2: Oh, Strapping for another half-an-hour conversation, <laughs> yeah, guys. About Audacious this, this Thief. There's another argument they've had before. Audacious it's Thief. It's not an
1: argument. <laughs> audacious Thief <laughs> <horrible laughs> <card laughs> is, is an incredible comment. It's... It was superb and limited. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: it wasn't deck, even good. What limited. deck did you have it? It was in a standard deck. What was it? He had it uh, in his
1: black green death touch tribal.
0: Yes, he did. Deck. Yeah. He didn't have death touch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad card. Uh. He played it like against other people at FNM, and I was like, <laughs> "This is I'm embarrassing." Like, yeah. No, people Aldi- know I'm Aldacious your brother. Thief. Yeah.
1: <laughs> audacious thief is a great card.
0: <laughs> it's a, what, it says a uh, three mana two to when it attacks, you lose a life and draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is
1: it. <laughs> 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 You
2: did love that card. It, I, really it's did, a good yeah. card. It's
1: it's very it's very powerful. It was great and limited for sure. <laughs> Ingenious infiltrator is an uncommon. That's the that's a ninja.
0: Ooh. So maybe maybe
1: Pdh ninjas. Pdh
0: ninjas does sound good. A lot of ninjas are printed that common. I think ninjutsu would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I think Pdh is going to be a lot of fun because of the you know we can look for literally any uncommon creature mm-hmm. like Imperian eagle. That's a, a commander. That'd be really good the blue-white flyer. Yes. It would be yeah. really a fun one. There's, there's just so many possibilities. I think we should
2: yeah. definitely... We should build at, PDFH, yeah, right? I think we should.
1: I think if I am going to do it, I do want to look at non-legendary specifically. Yeah, me too. Because it's a good variety, I think.
0: I agree. I think non-legendary would be more fun. There was another one I wanted to talk about, but we are going a bit over, so that's... We won't for today, but... Yeah. One
2: each is enough, yeah, right? And then once be. we've built it, we can
1: yeah, we do can, a little special. We can report back, yeah. yeah so, but, uh, um... I reckon we should wrap it up there mm-hmm. uh, but what we can do is have kind of like a rolling series where we talk about formats because I know mm-hmm. that uh, I have one that I want to talk about mm-hmm.
2: um, I have one which none of you know about Ooh, Ooh. secret Ooh. one secret one, one. Yep.
1: Okay. Secret uh, one. yeah we so
0: wanted to yeah, talk about maybe... a lot more today didn't we we but... did yeah we but can.
1: Sam needed the time and space to <laughs> vent about how salty he is <laughs> at being whooped frequently OP by a completely reasonable card like Yorian um, it's even the best deck in standard. And, you know, yeah. uh, it's. I'm. Oh, I'm happy we got to to talk about that today.
2: Mm. Do you think uh, it's the I strongest it commander important. deck in our play group? Because I've, I've been thinking, I've been trying to think. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think. What it do is.
1: you think is? I think is.
2: Do you think? Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know whether um, Jordan
2: or Josh's. I,
1: I was going to say I don't know which one. I think. Probably Jordans. Probably Jordans. To be honest, it's more consistent with the yeah. two colors and mm. does the same thing more or less. Yeah. So my storm deck, where it most likely is going to fall down, is I run out of blue mana. Yeah. It has many ways, like Bergy and Stormkill Artist, and to generate the red. Yeah. yeah to um uh, what's the commander? Kaikar. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> he does not care about his commanders. So uh, which will generate the red? Yeah. But a lot of the card draw is in blue, and I need that blue. Yeah. And Jordan's, Jordan's is all colorless. Colorless, exactly. Yes. Which, yeah. It, it's. I think. I think it's just a bit leaner, a bit more consistent. Uh, and you know, both can pop off on like turn four or five, yeah. and yeah. then just find a win straight from there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I believe that Jordan's would do that a bit more consistently. He's left, the, the like,
0: isn't he? It's the it's yeah. la- lack of interaction you can have with the deck and against the deck as well. Mm-hmm. Like they, when Jordan told me that he is able to play and win the deck by himself and practice it, I was like Jordan, that's not.
2: Yeah. What does that? What does he mean by? So
0: that? He, so he can play the deck and just play it by himself with no one else and and win. Oh, off of that, like he, oh, can, he
2: can just yeah. Yeah,
0: and I was like
1: um that doesn't seem fun that's
0: a solitaire deck
1: uh i I think that there is a place for decks like that i really do uh i but i think it's very easy to overdo it uh and the you know the priority should be having fun and you should you know everybody i think should play decks like that at some point yeah i think it's an important like it's it's a genuine strategy in magic It is an important facet of the game Mm-hmm. um but y- yeah you can overdo it but you people can definitely have fun
2: overdo with it. magic and i think that's how jordan has fun with magic yeah. like i remember ages ago when before when we could play in game stores me and him were playing a game of standard and he just repeatedly said the word burn to me every time he played a card because <laughs> he was playing his burn deck. And it was one of the most horrible things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> it was so horrible. Damn. Jordan is my brother, just for context, and he would just play a card, burn, play another burn. And I was just like, I'm just going to scoop because this is horrible. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> how he, damage. that's how he likes to play magic, Which right? Which is fair.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah.
2: Niv was a kind of similar one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what if you guys remember any other decks he played in Standard. But I think the only deck that's not like that is Jared. Jared, which is which what we you we built build. for him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> purposely, like, I purposely picked something that was totally different. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: a bit more interactive, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think those probably are the most powerful. Well, about the um, least powerful? Least powerful, I think it... So I think Rin and Sary is on the lower power level. I think Olivia's, uh, I think Olivia's well. on the lower power level. Yeah. Red red, Black Vampires with Olivia Voldarin, and Rin and Serio, which is just not an eye cats and dogs. I think Rin and um, is actually quite good, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it oh, can be it... good. But I think in our, I guess, in our yeah. pod, I think it's on that. We've not
2: seen that much of Olivia for a while. We so have kind of...
0: And <laughs> the reason why is because I, I have been speaking to Maddie about it, and she does say, like, Olivia does feel a bit too weak because I did build that deck with... Without much of a plan in mind, I was just like, black, red, vampires, put vampires in. Well, it was in.
2: something, what was it first? Because it was Rakdos. It was
0: Rakdos uh, Obosh, Obosh Sacrifice. And, yeah, and then um, did Maddie want vampires? Is
2: that why it yeah. changed?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we changed it because we were like, man, odd. odd this odd restriction sucks. Mm. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we changed it to Rakdos Vampires. And it was good. It is good. But I was thinking, if I was going to, because it's a really linear strategy in a linear deck, you just play vampires and swing. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot else to it. I think I wanted to change it to I think Angie or Anya Falcon Anya Anya Falcon Reef, it's which has a lot more value base. Yeah, it's vampires with a different way to play it. Yeah, like it. She said, like Maddie said, she got bored of the deck because it is just plays creatures, get board wiped, and can't yeah. do much. Alaya is so much more different because it's artifact enchantments. There's so much yeah. more you can do with the deck. It's a different yeah. strategy, and I think madness is a much different madness strategy, is fun. Yeah. which would be yeah. more fun.
1: One of the biggest. Um, one of the biggest contributing factors to what's good and not good in EDH is the fact that in a normal four-player game, you have, uh, rather than having 30 life to work through, which Mm. you would one-on-one, you have 120 life to work through. Yeah. And that's Mm. just so massive uh, that aggro strategies are a lot weaker, control strategies are a lot stronger. And so it does create this kind of um, unfair tip in the balance where like storm decks which do not care about your life total at all Mm -hmm. um aren't necessarily more powerful but they are at the same time because they don't they can they don't have to work through 120 life Mm -hmm. they are doubling down on this other thing that they're trying to do whereas aggro decks like Reninseri, vampires um the admiral beckett brass pirates deck they just, you know, they have to work through life totals, Yeah. and there is just so much life to work through. We normally play in a five-player pod, mm-hmm. which is one hundred and sixty life point <laughs> life total. well, actually, you're not taking yourself out, I guess, so it still is one hundred and twenty. No, oh, yeah, it'd be no, it's one hundred and sixty. Forty times. Four. Four. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you've got one hundred and sixty life to work through before you win. It's a lot, isn't and it? And
2: I've never thought. You know, when you just have a moment. You're like, oh my god, that makes so much. sense. I've never thought about the fact that actually I, not on my own, but potentially have to work through 160
0: lives that's how much, have to, yeah, that's I've how never much you have thought to outplay. About that. yeah you yeah. have to
1: stay you have 40
0: life and you have to outdo 160
1: life yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, which is yeah it's it's a lot tougher and so those kind of combo and control strategies are just inherently stronger mm-hmm. in commander um I, yeah, I like, I, I, that, that's why I tend to build control strategies. Even thinking about building the, <laughs> even thinking about building the monks deck, I, I do feel like it would be explosive at the start. But then, it, would it just die out? Yeah, I don't well, know. Is
2: <sighs> aggro typically tribal in Commander or in general? So, tribal is not. typically aggro, I think.
0: Right. Yeah. It's the other just because when uh, you yeah, yeah when you describe
2: it. the three decks, they're all tribal decks, right? Yeah. Pirates, cat and dog, and vampires. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it tends to be tribal. Tends to be creature based Uh, like buffing all of your creatures which and it just it tends to align more with aggro Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not always though there are definitely tribal decks that Mm -hmm. aren't aggro like moonfolk tribal is not a very aggro deck at Mm -hmm. all that sounds cool um merfolk probably is merfolk's
0: probably more aggro i would say things like actually i don't know it's difficult to think Mm. maybe like this is this is a, this is a, yeah. something we have to research into. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. Tribal tends to cuz tribal is creature based, they will tend They're to be aggro. They're
2: going to be
0: aggro.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's good to get back into game stores. It's yeah. good to be exploring other formats and ways to play Paper Magic to keep the community going, keep it alive, give us a reason to get down to our game store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that I'm going to explore some of these more uh, Esoteric edge case formats mm-hmm. rather than get back into arena standard. Um, I'm kind of burning yeah. out a little bit on arena with some of the like, I don't know, Wizards of the Coast just being Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying Paper Magic and you know, the, these fresh ideas that people keep coming up with to mm-hmm. make Paper Magic more fun and more custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. So I agree. Yeah. Glad to see it. Glad to see it happening. But let's wrap it up there. Yeah, let's with that, thanks for tuning in.
2: I think that's a massive thing to not tell the other yeah, people doing the podcast. I, I
1: did. I forgot, but
2: so then I think we get vetoes then of stuff that we can take out based on that. From mm, now on, no. from now on, nothing but to well, it's not going to be that long. I
1: think long he thing. will take it out. No, I no, won't.
2: I, I don't think he will. He'll no, leave I'm it all not. No, this <laughs> is all. This is all.
1: This is all great content. What are you talking about? Um, it's not. It's <laughs> it really is not. anyway. This is this is, this is fantastic. Let's... Anybody who's listening, um, tell me whether you enjoyed the fear in sam and sarah's voices when i told them that i'm keeping all of this in and not editing any of it
2: it's not a fear it's thinking oh people will get to seven minutes in and go this Why is, is terrible this? yeah this is awful <laughs> these people don't know how to do a podcast i'll yeah. turn off Mm-hmm.